Welcome to the Gut Podcast on the paper, Efficacy of Fecal Microbiota Transplantation for Patients with Irritable Bowel Syndrome in a Randomized Double-Blind Placebo-Controlled Study, published in Paper Copy in Gut in May 2020. My name is Dr. Philip Smith, Digital and Education Editor of Gut and Consultant Gastroenterologist at the Royal Liverpool Hospital in the United Kingdom. I extend a very warm welcome to Professor Al Salhi, who's a professor of gastroenterology at the Bergen University and consultant gastroenterologist at Stord Hospital, Norway. Professor Al Salhi is the senior author on this excellent paper. Thank you very much. Thank you. Professor Al Salhi, thank you very much for joining me today to do this podcast and congratulations on your fantastic paper. Firstly, could I um, ask you to explain to our listeners the background to your study and why researching this area is so crucially important? Uh, as you know, irritable bowel syndrome is a common gastrointestinal disorder affecting about 12% of the world population. It is not life-threatening disorder but it reduces the quality of life of patients drastically. We don't have effective treatment for this condition. And the uh, treatment in clinic is directed, directed to relieve the symptom. Intestinal microbiota in irritable bowel syndrome differs from that of healthy subjects and they have a low diversity of bacteria. It's believed that this abnormality play an important role in the pathophysiology of irritable bowel syndrome. And actually recently uh, published two uh, randomized double-blind placebo studies. One shows that there is no effect at all of fecal microbiota transplantation, and the other one showed slight effect. Uh, studies in inflammatory bowel diseases showed that the success of fecal microbiota transplantation depends on uh, the donor, and they coined a new expression, the superdonor. Uh, the definition of superdonor is a healthy subject with normal bacterial diversity and have a favorable bacteria uh, signature. Uh, so we saw that we will start a study with a large cohort of irritable bowel syndrome patients, uh, twice or three times than used in these two previous studies. And we spend time to choose carefully a, a, a good donor. No one knows what's the uh, favorable signature of a super donor is. So we just went to the basics 
And in our choice of the donor, we use the knowledge that we already know. We have a, a healthy donor born uh, 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 through vaginal de delivery, breastfed, has no medication. We know that uh, most of the medicines affect negatively the bacteria, intestinal bacteria. He had a few courses of antibiotics during his life. He is training regularly, and we know that training affects positively the intestinal bacteria. Uh, he eats normal Norwegian diet, but he has a uh, what's called sport-specific supplementary diet. So he has a diet rich in protein, fibers, minerals, and vitamins. Uh, he is non-smoker. We know that smoking or quitting smoking affect negatively the bacteria. Uh, he has a normal body, uh, body mass index. So all these criteria that we know that affect positively the bacteria, we try to find it in, in our donor. So that's the background for our study. Thank you. That's very clear. What are the new findings your study has found? The main finding is that uh, fecal microbiota transplantation is effective. About 90% of the patients responded for the treatment. About half of them have a complete remission. That's to say they are quite normal like other people. The other half have a very reduced symptom and they can eat the food that they couldn't eat uh, earlier, but not in large quantity. Uh, this uh, treatment is effective in all subtypes of irritable bowel syndrome. Uh, diarrhea dominating subtype, constipation dominating, and mixed type. As you know, the treatments that we have today, they are directed against diarrhea or constipation. There is no medicine that works for all the subtypes. The more surprising thing is that fatigue, uh, as you know, fatigue is associated with irritable bowel syndrome. Uh, fatigue reduced uh, dramatically after the treatment. And uh, that's very astonishing for the patients that they have a lot of energy after fecal transplantation. The, uh, we uh, characterize the cre uh, uh, characteristics that we should have in a good donor. Uh, we also had a, a very important practical points. We used frozen stool. And that's very important for, to eliminate the logistic problems with fresh stool. We used, uh, we delivered uh, the, uh, the transplant through gastroscope uh, into the small intestine. The procedures that take about two to five minutes and the patient need only to be uh, fasted overnight.
So that uh, makes uh, the procedure very easy to perform in clinic. The main finding also that, that we have a very uh, shelf-limited uh, mild uh, side effects. Okay, thank you. Um, that's very detailed. I, I was impressed about the effects on uh, f fatigue, um, particularly. Yeah. Overall, how, how do you feel your paper is going to impact on uh, clinical practice in the foreseeable future? I, I mean, I can think of a number of ways, but um, uh, how would you sell, yourself um, see, see it impacting? Uh, I, I think uh, we have a, a, a questionnaires that we used and uh, that's a very good uh, question because perhaps uh, fecal microbiota transplantation would be a, a tool in fatigue treatment. We, we have uh, a problem with a lot of patients that they have uh, fatigue. And I think, I think that would be something that we should study a little bit more in the future. Okay, um, uh, thank you. Do, do you also see, um, for example, um, this being uh, a treatment for all IBS patients potentially in the future? Yes, I, I think so. But we need to have a little bit more uh, uh, data about that. I mean, uh, fecal uh, microbiota transplantation is very easy to perform. It's cost effective. We have to develop a, a lot of uh, uh, donors and perhaps we will have stool banks. And uh, through studying the donors uh, microbiota, we, we can choose the favorable microbiota and bacteria, and perhaps we can produce them in the laboratory. So, so that, that, that really leads on to, to my very final question. How might your study impact on research priorities in the foreseeable future? I think uh, irritable bowel syndrome patient uh, was neglected under a long time. And now we have opening started by uh, using a food map diet. And now we came to another point where we can easily treat this patient. Uh, we know that it's almost two years since uh, the patient are tra transplanted. And to our surprise, the majority of patients have still effect of the fecal transplantation. So it seems that uh, we have to do a lot of research, especially to uh, examine the long-term side effects or adverse events, because that's something that we are worried about. What's the long-term uh, adverse events that can happen in in the long term so we have to be sure that we are not uh, causing any problem for the patients that we are treating so i think that will stimulate a lot of research i hope anyhow to test several donors to look at the long-term side effects to try to find which microbiota should we use
uh, in the laboratory to treat these patients. And more important, uh, this study have to, uh, should be confirmed by another, other studies with a large cohort of patients. Most importantly, that we should ha have a multi-center studies in different places on different uh, groups of patients. So we, I think that there is a lot of questions that need to be answered. Thank you, um, Professor Al-Sali, um, for that. And thank you very much for doing this um, podcast there. I found that very interesting. Congratulations once again on your fantastic paper being published in GUT. Um, the listeners will be able to read the paper. There'll be a link associated with this podcast. And uh, once again, thank you to our listeners, but also, of course, thank you to Professor Al-Sali. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.